Welcome to my third episode of my podcast. Oh, you're joking. <laughs> I know many of you have been loving it, the, the other episodes what I did. And then some of you have actually been inboxing me and giving me grief. You know, because I didn't um, didn't do an episode of my podcast last week. And... So I'm sorry, I wasn't able to put one out last week. Um, this one's probably a little bit late as well, but I was actually really crook. Yeah, I actually had a really bad cough, actually. Um, I couldn't taste, I couldn't sniff, I couldn't breathe. Desiree, my daughter, uh, she kept accusing me of having a coronavirus. I said, I don't have a coronavirus, Desiree. But, uh, yeah, so I'm doing the podcast now. <laughs> Yeah, so there's no guests this week. Um, I am not really up to talking to anyone. I'm still not feeling 100%, but that's immaterial. I shouldn't have to explain myself to no bastard. If you want to listen to my podcast, then it's because you want to hear what I have to say. You know, I shouldn't have to have certain different people every fucking week just to try and bribe you to listen to my podcast. Do you get what I'm saying to you? Like, it's my podcast, my rules, end of. No guests this week. But, yeah, uh, I hope everyone has enjoyed the other two podcasts, what I did. Um, and this week, I have a bit of a story for you. So, last week, I, um, I wasn't able to do the podcast, as I said. I'm very sorry. I won't keep saying it. Um, I wasn't feeling well, but, you know, for the people what was calling me lazy, you can get fucked. I was not being lazy at all. I was waking up early every fucking day, you know, hoping I could jump on and make the next podcast, but I actually just kept getting worse and worse. See, so you think you fucking know everything. You've got no idea what I was going through. Yeah, so I didn't appreciate the inboxes. And especially when I also realised that Amber Sherlock was cyberbullying me as well. It was pretty much a targeted attack. Normally I wouldn't let such a low dog get to me. But as I said before, I wasn't feeling very well. So I was basically very vulnerable to her cyberbullying attacks. Um, for those of you who do not know what... Amber Sherlock is, um, she's actually a reporter on the news, what's in Australia, Channel 9, so she was cyberbullying me, but, you know, she actually 
has had this bully streak in her for a little while. Um, there was this one time, uh, so she was actually getting ready for an interview with a lady, what's called um, Julie Snook. Now, what I saw, it makes me sick, you know. I can't stand bullies because it actually hurts people's feelings and it can actually cause suicide as well. But um, a few years ago, I actually got a secret video clip and um, Amber, she was at a little desk, you know, on the news. She was wearing this white dress, nothing too flash as usual. And then um, there was also Julie and she was also on it and she was wearing this beautiful blue dress. It was actually fucking gorgeous, actually. So Amber, the jealous bitch, she says, we both can't wear white. Go and change. So Julie says, you know, sorry, mate, but this is actually blue dress, um, gorgeous blue dress. And Amber, she cuts her off and she says, doesn't matter, go and change now. So Julie, she says, look, mate, I've got a lot to do. You know, if it's an issue, I can go. Amber cuts her off again. Yeah, it is an issue. Go and fucking change it. Yeah, so Julie went and put on a jacket, um, poor girl, she went and put on this black jacket and Amber was sitting there in her boring white dress with this stupid fucking smile on her face, you know, and she was just looking real fucking happy with herself. She was like a pig in shit rubbing Julie's face in it, you know, but good on Julie, you know, she took the high road, she put the jacket on just to shut the idiot up. I actually messaged Julie at the time and I said, you know, fucking good on you, you know. I said, you kept your cool and Amber she made a fucking fool of herself. Plain and simple. Absolute fool. And I said, I'm rooting for you, mate. I said, even though you're copping workplace bullying by a work colleague on a fucking power trip, you were very professional and all of Australia will now see Amber for what she is. Disrespectful, unprofessional, amateur you know, petty, a bully with no charisma and a very boring style, you know. And then I just gave her an XO, kiss hug. And you know what she said to me? Like, Julie, like what Julie said? She said, thanks for the message, Cheryl. Um, all the best for 2017. And then she did like an XO back to me. <laughs> or just like an X, but, you know, it doesn't matter, same thing. And, yeah, so we were messaging each other and we actually were getting along really well. Anyway, so that was a few years ago. Then the other day when I was feeling real sick, maybe the sickest I felt, I realised Amber had not only blocked me off my Instagram site, but she's actually blocked my Twitch site as well. So cyberbullying, plain and simple. I've been cyberbullied. Yeah, so there was the cyberbullying from Amber. I wasn't feeling well. You know, as many of you know, I am a chronic asthmatic with um, uh, uh, chronic asthma. So I was having asthma attacks. And it's also spring. So I was having hay fever. And that's chaos for chronic asthmatics. And this chook inboxed me, he says, where's the podcast? Where's the podcast? I said, not this week, mate. He says, very lazy. I said, sorry, mate, not this week because I've got asthma. 
And he says, yeah, I've got asthma too. I said, not like me, you don't, mate. And he said, how do you know? I said, Bob, I have chronic asthma. And not only that, I've got like very bad chronic um, hay fever. I am colourblind as well. And I've got two holes in my heart. And he said, I've had open heart surgery. I said, you have not. Next minute, he's sending me this photo and he's got this dirty big scar up his chest. I just said, all right, mate, you win. You know, so I blocked him. But anyway, I'm getting off track. Long story short, I have not been feeling well. And I realised that Amber Sherlock had blocked me on my Instagram site and my Twitch site. And I'm not happy. But yeah, I ended up having to call the fucking doctor because they were not letting people inside the doctor's office because of coronavirus, you know, because of my cough. And they won't let me in there. They said, you might have the coronavirus and you'll infect us all. I said, how the fuck are you meant to look after the most vulnerable at high risk and you ain't even fucking serious? But yeah, they asked me a few questions over the phone, my symptoms and whatever, and you know, he said I need to be on antibiotics. So I had to go down and, and get the script for it. You know, so I get down there and I had to wait outside. It was a very windy day and I was only wearing a t-shirt. You know, I had pants and undies on as well, but I was only wearing a t-shirt. There was I didn't have a jacket on. I was outside in the cold. With just a t-shirt on and some pants and undies and you know shoes and whatever so when I get there there's this sign you know so they put up on the sign it said please wait outside the clinic rah 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 so I was waiting like 40 minutes you know out in the cold eventually this girl comes outside she says can I help you I said apparently I have to pick up my prescription and she says What's your name? I said, Sherilyn Barnes. And she says, Cheryl Barnes? I said, Sherilyn Barnes. She said, oh, you're, you're Sherilyn. You know, acting like she had no idea who I was. I highly doubt that she's not seen at least one of my YouTubes. I've done that many. But yeah, she says, oh, the script was ready two hours ago. I said, I've been here for 40 minutes. She said, oh, sorry, you should have called. I said, now, how would I know to do that? She says, I'm pretty sure I told you on the phone when you get here, just call and we'll bring your script out. I said, I don't think so. And she said, oh, you mustn't have heard me. Oh, and then she says, oh, and it's here as well. And she points on the sign and, you know, and it said, like, wait here and phone to pick up um, scripts or whatever. You know, she's a fucking smart ass. So she walks in and I went to walk in after. And she goes, no, wait here, please. I said, out in the cold. She says, I'll literally be five seconds. I said, right, well, I'll just wait out here then. You know, so I was waiting outside in the cold. You know, so about 10, 15 seconds later, she comes out with the scripts. I snatched it out of her hands. So rude. You know, so then I went to the chemist. Um, I told the lady what works there, what happened, how I was waiting outside in the cold and how they wouldn't see me because they thought I might have coronavirus and she reckons there was nothing they could do, whatever. 
And I said, after all that, I was hungry, so I wanted to get something to eat, and then I could go and eat it at the park before I went home, sit outside and eat it in the park. So I went to the bakery, what's at the mall, um, not the one I normally go to, this is just the one at the mall, so not Anne's, but I don't mind the one what's at the mall. So I went there and I got a Coke with no sugar and I also got a family size custard tart, custard tart, custard tart, because if you just get the smaller ones, sometimes it's actually too big for me. But if you get the family size custard tart, you can actually cut it into thin slices and you can just get what you want and then you put the rest of it in the fridge and then you come back again later on, get another slice. It makes it last sort of thing. So anyway, the family size custard tart, and I said to the bird what works there, you know, trying it up, Vietnamese, I said, you got a knife, darling? She said, what? I said, you got a knife. I said, how am I expected to eat this? I'm not a fucking dog. <laughs> yeah, so I said to her, I said, give me a knife, please, so I can cut this up into small slices because I'm not going to eat the whole lot in one go. And she says, no knife, no knife. I thought, fuck this. I tossed the money at her and I went off. So then I went to Woolies. So I went to the party supplies section first. And I was looking at all the different like plastic plates and plastic cutlery and whatever, and I couldn't find the knives. So I yelled out to the man what was putting stuff on the shelves. I said, excuse me, mate, I've got a custard tart here, family-sized custard tart. Uh, I'm looking for your knives. He says, yeah, sure. So he picks up this packet of plastic knives and hands them out to me. And I just stared at it. And I said to him, I said, mate, I told you, I've got a family-sized custard tart. I just want a plastic knife. There's 50 here. I only need one. And he looks at me and he says, oh, um, um, I said, don't you have just one by itself? And he said, what, like one plastic knife, like one for sale, just buy one plastic knife. I said, yes. He said, yeah, no. And then he said, you know, this is only $2, so if you get them, you can get one and then put the rest away for when you have parties or something. I said, mate, I don't have parties. I said, I should just be able to buy one. He said, sorry, we don't really have that. I said, well, what about the environment? I said, one day the turtles and the dolphins are going to be surrounded by all of this. And why? Because you bastards want to sell people 50 plastic knives. So he just shrugs at me and I said, fair income. Oh, and then he says, oh, oh, third aisle from the end. I said, sorry? He said, you can actually get a kitchen knife. And I just looked at him. He said, like a kitchen knife. You know, we've got them by themselves. You can just buy one of those. I said, mate, I want one plastic knife what I can throw away when I'm done. He said, yeah, well, we don't really have one plastic knife by itself, what you can buy. So I just said to him, right, goodbye. And I just stormed out of there. I had the shit. I mean, the new Manilium, you think you'd be able to buy something simple like one fucking plastic knife. What about single people? You know, they're not going to need 400 plastic knives, you know. Like, I'm not single. I'm happily married to my best friend. Uh, he's also my soulmate, but you know what I mean. So, you know, I wasn't going to eat this fucking custard tart with my hands because I'm not an animal. So I actually went to the other bakery, what's at the mall, 
And I said to the bird, what works there? Vietnamese as well. I said, hi, love. I said, I've got a custard tart here, family-sized custard tart. And she looks at me and she says, you want custard tart? I said, no. I said, I already have a custard tart. I said, I've already got it. You know, a family-sized custard tart. I said, I just want to be able to cut it up into slices. Do you have a knife? She just looks at me. I said, so I can cut it up? She says, I cut for you. <laughs> I said, no. I said, can you give me the knife, please? Then the boy, what was there, I think it was her son, he said, mum, she wants the knife. And then he started talking Chinese. And then she goes, oh, oh, oh. And then she gives me the knife. But the way she was holding it, like she was holding it the wrong way, I said, what's your name? She says, Sing. I said, listen here, Sing. I said, when you are handing someone a knife, you never, never point the blade at someone. I said, what if you slipped and the knife went right through my heart? I said, do you know how many people you would upset? You know, and she was just staring at me. So I showed her the right way what you hand someone a knife. Not sure if she got it, but yeah. But yeah, I was able to cut up my family size custard tart, finally. So I gave her back the knife um, the right way and I said to the boy, I said, can you tell her thanks? And he said, yes. Anyway, so I finally got the bastard cut up. So I walked to the park so I could eat my custard tart and have my Coke No Sugar as well. Um, it's actually not far from the mall, so I walked there. And when I got there um, the, to the bit with the tables, there was people already there. So there was mums with their kids what was playing on, like, the, the swings and the slippery dips and all that sort of stuff. And then there was another table with older kids at it and their skateboards and their backpacks and all their stuff was there. Like 14-year-old, 15 sort of thing. Carrying on, talking at the top of their lungs. So I pushed off one of their skateboards and it fell to the ground. And then I put my bag there instead and I just sat there. And one of them goes, oh, did you want to sit here? I said, I fucking am sitting here. <laughs> You know, so he says, oh, sorry. And one of them goes, move the stuff so the lady can sit down. I said, well, it shouldn't be here in the first place. I said, it's a park. It's not a fucking skateboard um, racing, you know, skateboard place. So they quickly grabbed their stuff and they walked off. <laughs> I said to one of the mums what was there, you know, she had the same piercing as Desiree above her lip. I said to her, I said, God, did you see his skin? I just wanted to take him home and give him a nice scrub. <laughs> and she laughed and she said, what do you mean? And I said, did you see the blackheads? It looked like someone sprinkled pepper on his nose. And she goes, oh, that's not nice. I said, yeah, well, was it nice to look at him? And I said, when my daughter was that age, I actually made her wash her face every day. So she had good skin and she said, I don't know if that has much to do with it. It's probably just hormones. I said, all right, darling, come back when yours gets to that age and then try and tell me how things are. <laughs> you know, I was just having fun with them, just having a laugh. It wasn't like I was trying to start a blue or anything like that. So she goes and sits down with her friend who was there with like a little one, little kid next to her. And I get out my custard tart and I had a slice. It was nummies. 
uh, wasn't the best, you know, I do like them a little bit more firm and hard, but this was a sloppy one, but it still was really nice, I still ate it, I was just sitting there eating it, and I didn't want to be rude sitting there eating in front of them, so I said, do you ladies want a slice of custard tart, custard tart, custard tart, and the lady said, oh no thank you, I said, are you sure, and she says, no we just ate, thanks anyway, I said, suit yourself, and I just started getting stuck into my second slice, and I heard the, the friend of the lady, she starts laughing. So I looked over and she was looking at me. So as soon as I looked at her, she looks away. I thought, you fucking gutless slut. So I said, you ladies must be telling some funny fucking jokes over there. And then they both start laughing even more. Oh, and then the friend said to her, oh, you want to go? And the lady with the piece and she says, no, don't worry about it. So I was just ignoring them at that point. Then the baby, like the, the toddler, what was next to the, the friend, he hops down off the seat and I could see the mum had him on a leash. And I thought, fuck me dead, I know kids are little animals, but this is beyond a fucking joke. So I was just sitting there shaking my head and they weren't even looking. So I said to the lady, I said, cute pup. She said, what? I said, what sort of dog's that? Never seen a dog like that before. And I started saying, come on pup. Puppy, puppy, puppy. <laughs> you know, and the little bub was smiling at me. And the lady said, excuse me? I said, oh, sorry, is that your kid? Sorry, I didn't realise. I said, I thought it was your puppy because you got it on a leash like a fucking dog. You know what she said? She said, you want to say people look like dogs, but you're the one sitting over there with sparkly fucking ears on your head? I said, yeah. You're going to put a leash on me as well? You know, it's disgusting. I said, this poor kid, and you put it on a leash like a fucking animal. That's disgraceful. She said, he, not it. I said, oh, sorry. She said, I actually have him on a safety harness so he doesn't run away from me. I said, you know what? I said, kids, run away. I said, if you can't handle it, maybe you should never have kids in the first place. And so she stands up, and the, the lady with the piercing, she said, Nikki, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. And she said, no, I'm fucking sick of it. So she stomps over to me. She said, maybe you didn't put your kid on a harness, but I do. And I just shook my head. And then a friend was like, Nikki, don't worry about it, come back. And then the lady in front of me, she lifts up the leg of her pants, and she rips off her leg like right in front of me. And she said, maybe when you're an amputee, you'll understand why things like a safety harness might actually be helpful. Oh, and then she said, maybe you want to hold off accosting people you don't know in public places. You know, this lady was full screaming at me like a fuckwit. And I just looked at her and I said, can you put it back on, please? It stinks. And then she just like, stares at me like not even blinking and she starts huffing and puffing and she said you are a fucking bitch I don't care I'm not sitting there letting her intimidate me putting a guilt trip on me I just said that's nice and I went back to me custard tart so she storms off and goes and sits back with her friend you know and like 15 minutes or so passed and we were just ignoring each other it was actually getting really awkward. So I finished my slice and I actually walked over to him. So I went to the table 
And I just looked at her and she looked at me and I said, how did it happen? And then the friend snaps her head towards me and she says, go away. I said, darling, turn around. I'm not talking to you. I was talking to this lovely lady. I said, your leg, how did you lose it? She says, it's a congenital deformity and it happens to one in 20 babies. I said, oh, so lucky the little one came out normal then. I said, what's his name? And the friend with the person back to me again. She says, seriously, fuck off. Stop asking her about her leg. Mind your own business. I just looked at her and I said, right. And she said, seriously, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like she was talking to me like that. And she said, take your custard tart and fuck off. You know, so I actually did. I got my stuff together and I just left because... I said before, I wasn't feeling the best. I was being bullied. I was being cyber bullied. And now this shit. Maybe I did put my foot in my mouth by saying the kid was a dog. But I was actually willing to repair the situation. And they were just being immature. So I said to them, I said, all right, ladies. You win. Have a nice day. So I got me stuff together and I just left. I heard them laughing while I was walking off. So I got home and I didn't tell Terry because he always just automatically takes the side of everyone what I'm fighting with. So there was no point, but I figured my podcast was the best place to tell this story. Bit of a story's time for you because I know a lot of you know me the best and you'll actually be on my side and stick up for me in the comments and start fights with my haters. I love my chookies. Plain and simple. But yeah, I'm actually getting very worn out by all of the bullying. So I'll just leave it there. Thank you for listening. Um, In other news, my Instagram filter. You can actually go onto the filters tab on my Instagram site and look for the one that says, oh, you're joking. Use it. Put it on your story and tag me in it, won't you? But let's leave it at that. Please add me on my Twitch site because... It feels like a ghost town there. I would love for it to get some action by the end of the year. Um, At Sherilyn Barnes, hashtag leashes are for dogs, mate. But, yeah, let's leave it at that. Pussy kiss. And ciao for now, my chookies.